Hello, this is the Unexpected Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Brooks. I'm a speech language pathologist who found herself unexpectedly expecting. Tune in as I update you week by week along my pregnancy journey. Episodes will also feature chats with new and expecting moms. So let's get into it. This is 17 Weeks Pregnant. All right, 17 weeks and I'm feeling good. Um, I have some headaches, but I don't know if that's because I am in the process of moving or if it's baby related or both. But other than that, I feel good. And uh, yeah, before we talk too much about me, let's hear about what we can expect of week 17 during pregnancy. Week 17, take a look at your open hand. Your baby is about palm size now with a crown to rump length of five inches and an approximate weight of five or more ounces. Body fat is just beginning to form. Baby's fat, that is, though yours is probably forming pretty quickly these days too, but your little one is still quite skinny with skin that is practically translucent. This week, your baby will be all about practice, 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 and preparation for birth. One important skill, your baby is busy sharpening, sucking, and swallowing to get ready for that first and second and third suckle at breast or bottle. Your baby's heart rate is regulated by the brain now, no more spontaneous beats, and clocks in at 140 to 150 beats per minute, roughly twice your own heart rate. Your body this month. So some things that you might experience um, physically would be fatigue, decreased urinary frequency, an N2 or decrease in nausea and vomiting, um, constipation, heartburn, indigestion, flatulence, bloating, continued breast enlargement, but usually decreased tenderness, occasional headaches, occasional lightheadedness or dizziness, particularly with sudden change of movements, uh, nasal congestion, and occasional nosebleeds or ear stiffness. Okay, so if you've been listening to me for the past few weeks, you'll know I have very few symptoms. Um, So if you don't have all these symptoms, that is okay. That is just what is listed in what to expect when you're expecting. And this is a book that just covers every single base. To be honest, it is not my favorite book that I've read, and I don't read the whole thing. I just really read the sections that I read to you guys um, because it does tell you too much. And uh, it used to stress me out, but now not anymore. So some things I have experienced um, would be continued breast enlargement, some constipation, but the uh, fiber gummies that were helping with that, definitely headaches, and then nasal congestion and some nosebleeds. I've been getting nosebleeds pretty frequently. Um, I've been putting Vaseline in and around my nose and I've been going to bed with a humidifier. I still get them, but I feel like maybe it helps a bit. Um, But yeah, so if you don't have every symptom, then that's okay. And if you have every symptom, I am sorry. (laughs) I feel really bad for you. Okay, so like I mentioned, I am moving next week. Um, My official move date is December 1st, 2020. I will be 18 weeks then. I'm 17 weeks now. Um, 
my husband, Mike, he's a comedian and um, all of his side gigs while doing comedy have been, for the most part, moving jobs. And then during the pandemic, um, because he already has these skills and equipment, he decided to start his own moving company, which has been quite lucrative for him because everyone is leaving New York City. Um, So now it's our turn to move. We are staying in Brooklyn. We're just going to a neighborhood that I have always loved and a neighborhood that he has always loved, but neither of us ever thought that we could afford. So I suppose the pandemic has allowed us to afford it because rent has gone down. So we're moving to Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn. It's a very nice parent-involved uh, neighborhood. My father is originally from Carroll Gardens, but he was born in 1947 so back then all of this area of Carroll Gardens is was actually called Red Hook um now Red Hook these days gets smaller and smaller I suppose to increase real estate value within Brooklyn but um Red Hook is pretty cool too um Michael Che has a funny joke about Red Hook you can look it up I'm not gonna ruin it um but yeah So some things that I have coming up, my OB, oh, so I have my next appointment on December 1st, so the day that I'm moving, so thank God I won't be there for the move, mostly, Mike will be taking care of that, Um, and my OB is insisting that I go get my teeth cleaned, but I will refuse x-rays, so um, the reason for this is that you are at increased risk of gingivitis and um, all sorts of teeth issues while you are pregnant. Um, Gums might bleed more frequently. So this is just something that all pregnant women are advised to do, and I'm going to go do that. Also, this week is uh, Thanksgiving, and um, you would think that maybe we would have like a low-key, small, or non-existent Thanksgiving considering we're moving, but no, we're having a full-fledged Thanksgiving, and I'm happy for Mike because he's very excited to make his turkey in the grill, but this will be his last time really grilling in his own home because we are not going to have a backyard, well, not a personal backyard anymore. We're moving somewhere that has a shared backyard. Um, I have heard that you're allowed to have grills there, so maybe he will be happy. Um, But we'll see. We have to follow everybody else's lead there. All right, so I have another Mike Racine episode for you today. It is quite humorous, but at the same time, I do want to release a trigger warning. In this episode, we talk about... Um, some decisions regarding our sleeping situation when the baby is born. There is talk of SIDS. There is talk of um, a variety of different sleeping options, preferences. Um, Be sure to do all of your research before you decide what's best for you and your family. Um, There are safe sleeping guidelines that are important to I don't know, be aware of and follow and stuff. Um, I feel like sleeping is such a hot topic. Um, and if you're in any sort of mom forum, you could easily um, say the very perfect great things and you could very easily say the very wrong controversial things. So um, 
it's a hot topic and uh we ch- we try to inform ourselves and make an informed decision in this episode while still being ourselves and entertaining so um there's some explicit language there's some silliness there's some research there's some um sad topics covered and uh just uh want to give you a heads up but overall i'm uh, very proud of this episode and i hope you enjoy it Hello, welcome to another episode of Unexpected Pregnancy and Parenthood Podcast. Today, I am with my husband, stand-up comedian, future father, Mike Racine. How's it going? Um, well, you told me that for most of the day, my butt crack was hanging out. So I <laughs> guess I'm settling into my role of being a dad. I was just thinking that. Yeah, that's a very dad thing. Yeah. What do you attribute your butt crack problems to? I- I mean, it could be my belly. I don't know. It's this shirt that I'm wearing is kind of short. I've always been self-conscious about that. I don't know. I also don't have an ass, really. Like, I have uh-huh. a very flat ass. So maybe so it doesn't even hold up your yeah, pants. Yeah, it doesn't, like, hold up my pants. Yeah. I guess I got to start wearing belts or mm-hmm. just rope or maybe, like... Rope? No. <laughs> or maybe they should just get, like, mom jeans for dads. Yeah, that's a thought. Should we, like... Mo- we should market mom jeans for dads. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because you have an ass. Your ass crack is hanging out. I just don't, like... <laughs> There's no way, and I've, ex- I mean, I've accepted this, and I think everybody does, but there's, there's no way to have dignity and be a father. Oh, you, know? you think? Because you're just always like goofing off, doing silly things. Yeah, just like every, every like sitcom father from mm-hmm. like the fifties or sixties. Yeah, is like a lie. Okay. There's no, there's no such thing as like, well, I'm. Listen, let me and like, you know, like like Howard Cunningham. Who's he? From Happy Days. Okay. You know, he always like wore sweaters. Mm-hmm. You There's like sweaters? No, I do like sweaters. And I think a sweater with a tie is a good look. <laughs> but you can't you can't wear that and be functional as a dad. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. So I don't I It's don't more know. of like a standing or sitting strictly type outfit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not chasing and bending. Yeah, I mean dads are like it's always like sweatpants. Mm-hmm. My dad, when I picture my dad from my childhood, I picture like a, t- a t-shirt from the bank that he worked at, mm-hmm. tucked in with a belt and a baseball hat and like short shorts that were too short and just like <laughs> being mad. <laughs> <laughs> well, four kids. I mean, I can understand that's a lot. Yeah. I just hope that I have time. I find time to work out. Mm-hmm. That's you it. I want I just, to, too, because I, I want to really... I mean, I say this now and I don't have a baby yet, but I'm hopeful that I will be active after. I think it's good for your mindset mm-hmm. and your body to try to shed as much weight before you have a second baby. Yeah. Like I'll probably be a goofy dad, but mm-hmm. I don't want to be like a schlubby dad. Right. All right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't want a schlubby husband. Right. Just FYI. But okay. I'll take you. Like I love you and stuff. Okay. Yeah. So I wanted to let everyone know, I wanted to put out a trigger warning today. Mike and I are going to talk about bed sharing, whether we are for or against it. And we will bring up the topic of SIDS, which is sudden infant death syndrome. So if you feel like that's something that would be bothersome to you, then I suggest that uh, you tune out starting right now. Yeah. All right. So I gave, so I read 
a couple books. I'm reading Attachment Parenting right now by Dr. Sears. Uh-huh. And I've read The Happiest Baby on the Block. I don't recall the author of that. Um, so Happiest Baby on the Block is going according to the American um, Academy of Pediatrics recommendation that mm-hmm. all babies should be placed on their back to sleep alone. Um, uh-huh. And bed sharing is highly not recommended. Yeah, I remember I was watching an episode of the Steve Wilkos show one mm-hmm. time. Steve Wilkos was Jerry Springer's like security guard that would break people up, and then they gave him his own show. Okay. And he had this like segment at the end where like this guy came on and like he didn't roll over on his baby, but like he was it was a whole thing where he was he had to confront like his ex wife. Okay. Because I think I guess she rolled over on the baby, but somehow yeah. it was like his fault that she did that. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I just, I don't remember the details, but I do remember just like seeing this broken family. Right. Because this poor baby was rolled over on. And I'm, and I'm sure that nobody, it's like, you feel bad for the person who did it too. Cause that's never any, if anybody ever thought they were going to do that. Right. It's a, it's or a scary they were in danger, thing. you know, they were in yeah. danger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so the happiest baby on the block is very much an advocate for having a, bedside cradle specifically the smart sleeper such as the snoo which Mm -hmm. is what i was like oh my goodness i want the snoo Mm -hmm. the snoo is a smart sleeper it um it has a sound machine it has a rocker so and it also has a built-in swaddle Uh to prevent the baby from rolling over to so um that sounded good to me then i started reading attachment parenting and uh, Dr. Sears highly recommends bed sharing under mm. certain circumstances. So mm. approximately 3,500 infants die each year in the United States from sleep-related infant deaths. The American As- Academy of Pediatrics Man, policy lot. statement. Yeah. Just trying to imagine 3,500 babies in a room. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Um. SIDS and other sleep-related infant deaths updated in the 2016 recommendations for infant-safe sleeping environment provides recommendations for uh, building safe sleep environments, uh, such as putting the baby back to their sleep every time using firm sleep surfaces and breastfeeding as recommended, uh, room sharing without bed sharing. And that's primarily their number one thing, room sharing without bed sharing. Mm -hmm. So... You read about um, some twins getting rolled over on, right, and dying in that article? That yes, I- thank you for um, sending me that article. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so what Dr. Sears talks about is that there are stipulations. So, like, if you are under the influence of anything whatsoever, whether it be if you've had any alcohol, if you've had any marijuana, if you've taken a Tylenol PM, if you've had a Benadryl, Anything that could be like some sort of mind-altering substance, yourself yeah. as a mother or a father. Um, what then, if you did upper? Well, like, what if you did cocaine before you went to bed? I mean, I was wondering about that. I mean, yeah, you wouldn't be sleeping then, no. Yeah, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, so so Makes you more alert. A lot of Sid's cases do happen in the presence, if it's for bed sharing, mm-hmm. happen in the presence of um, some sort of mind-altering substance. So that is one contributing factor another mm-hmm. one is obesity mm-hmm. so if you are obese then you it's not recommended that you bed share because um mm-hmm. you're you have less control over parts of your must body. be awkward for the doctor if some <laughs> 400 pound woman's like can i bed share with my baby and the doctor's like ah uh, uh um 
I would recommend no. Well, that is the recommendation. Yeah. Yeah, because so like you're 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 fat. You're (laughs) you're a fat fuck. Like we did not put a trigger warning for any sort of weight bashing. So relax there. But yeah, so if you are um, obese, then it's not recommended. If you're under the influence of anything, it's not recommended. Mm -hmm. And it's most recommended for parents who choose to breastfeed Uh their child. Um, And the recommended sleep position would be um, mother on her side Mm -hmm. and then baby on their back. um, And then not sleeping with the baby in the middle of the bed next to a partner. I would love to fall asleep just with my mother's titty in my mouth. (laughs) So I guess that is Dr. Sears um, theory. So he's like, why wouldn't you want to be like, would you want to be in a dark room all by yourself going to sleep? Or would you want to be falling asleep next to your favorite people in the world next to your favorite meal in the world? Yeah. Um, They also say that. So like um, bed sharing the do you mom- think there was ever like a guy on death row and they were like, what do you want your last meal to be? And he was like, can you get some of my mother's breast milk? <laughs> right. Yeah. They're uh, like, sir, maybe. she's 74 years old. And they're like, he's like, you can make it happen. <laughs> um, so then they also say that like when babies are breastfed, that the mm-hmm. mom and the baby have like a connection uh-huh. and their sleep arousal um Wait we'll for Christmas. Are we gonna make? Are we gonna make lasagna with your breast milk? <laughs> it is whole milk, right? It's not like two percent that comes out of your. Breast. Well, actually, so breast milk has less fat content than. Um, so, like, there's two different types of animals. There's yeah. like, yeah. So there's animals that have like constant contact, and then there's like limited contact animals. Like, there's some animals who like leave their babies all day, right, and then they come back to the nest to them to bring them food. Mm-hmm. But those animals have higher fat content in their breast milk so that that baby can last longer periods without being fed. Yeah. But breast milk has lower uh, fat content, which is supposed to be indicative of needing more frequent meals. Uh-huh. So I guess maybe it's like a 2%. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. I don't think it's like a whole milk. Okay. Yeah. So we're like, here's a full fat lasagna and here's a low fat lasagna. <laughs> yeah, but the benefits of breast milk are extraordinary. So maybe that'd be like, can yeah. I have some? Yeah, you can. There's there's people who are like weightlifters who drink breast milk. It's going to be weird. Are you going to taste it? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. So after you've. So one other thing I wanted to tell you. So another thing is that like so many people think that. Um, SIDS, which is an unexplainable cause of death, it's sudden infant death syndrome, uh-huh. is attributed to um, regulating sleep and arousal and breathing in that time. Uh-huh. So like my grandmother had a baby die from SIDS. But Jeez. when I hear this story, he also had an upper respiratory infection and was laid down to bed. So he could have had breathing issues as a result of that. Also, cigarette smoke is a huge contributor to SIDS. And this was the 60s. Mm-hmm. So there was definitely cigarette smoke throughout the whole house. Right. And there the- were commercials on TV that were like, <laughs> is your baby stressing you out? Light one up. Light up a lucky strike. <laughs> right. Uh, 
so those are the there's definitely those contributing factors light up mom you deserve it you deserve a break blow the smoke right in his face it'll make him strong mike (laughs) no i don't know there could have been a commercial like that yeah we were watching riding cars with boys and drew barrymore was smoking while she was like nine months pregnant she was it was just ordinary stuff to do i suppose yeah um anyway so what some europeans drink while they're pregnant right Yes, but only a responsible European amount, not like a frat boy amount. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, that's why they're all communist over there. <laughs> Can you stop and focus? Sure. So there's one more fact I wanted to tell you, or like experimental preliminary study evidence, whatever it is. Yeah. So like, what they also think is that. If you're bed sharing and you're cognitively clear and you're breastfeeding, so you're uh-huh. even more in tune with your baby, right? then your baby becomes in tune with your breathing. And it's as if the mom's breathing becomes a pacemaker for the baby's breathing. Uh-huh. Whereas alone, babies might like forget to breathe or there might be like a disconnect in the, the breathing throughout the night. Uh-huh. So that was the last bit of fact. And then also, like, it's easier. It's, you get out of bed less. Mm-hmm. Um, and you form more of an attachment with your child. Those are the pro- pros. The cons are accidentally running over them, like, rolling over on them, um, suffocating them, um, asphyxiation. It just seems way too risky. It does seem risky, right? Yeah. So what do you, yeah, so tell me what you're thinking. But I read in that article that you sent me that a lot of cultures do, they have, you know, bed sharing and they're not, they have a lower sin Much rate. lower. So. I think it's because the know. United States, just there's just too much drugs and alcohol. You think? I think, I think, I think so. so it makes you, so, and, dr- and the alcohol makes you less alert? Yeah, because you're just out. You're passed out. You're passed out. Yeah, you're done. Like, you're down for the count. There's nothing that's going to around, like. Wake right. you up because like you're the Sopranos episode when he rolled over on the dog. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I don't know, but I don't know because I'm not a scientist and I didn't read all of these research studies. Yeah, um, but United States has like a much higher incidence of SIDS than other countries. Why is that? I think because there's such substance abuse problems here and poverty. Yeah, and lack of health care. Yeah. Yeah, we really live in a terrible country. <laughs> But so all in all, so we're having a baby soon. You're worried about sleeping. I guess bed sharing is a way to make sure that you sleep more. You've read the risks. You've read the benefits. What's your mindset? I would just be too worried. I mean, I'm just too worried about. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, so if you're not drinking. So, like, if something happens, God forbid, you're asleep Mm -hmm. and you roll over on your baby. Mm-hmm. And you're not under the influence of alcohol. Right. Chances are you'll wake up. Yeah. I mean, I tap you and I'm like, stop snoring and you wake up. Uh-huh. I don't think you would wait. You've never rolled over on the dog. But the dog is ma- way bigger. The dog's like right. three times the size of a baby. I think yes. the dog would be okay. Right. But it's also not recommended for a baby to sleep between parents. That's not safe co- um, oh, right, right, co-sleeping. Right. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Maybe that's what happened on that Steve Wilkos episode. It could be. Yeah. So like there's also they were guidelines. kind of a I hate to use this word, but they were kind of a white trash couple. <laughs> right. Um 
What's important to take into consideration is that there are so many guidelines given to pregnant women and parents uh-huh. because in general, people cannot be trusted. So the instinct of all of these academies and what have it uh-huh. is all to like over recommend and over because like they don't want to they want to reduce the risks of SIDS. So yeah. there's like everyone just do right, this because right, right. we can't trust the. Right. population as a whole right so like safe cold sleeping would be like under the influence of nothing not between parents proper positioning without um the bedding um things along the lines of that um but i still think i'm comfortable most with a co-sleeper yeah do you know what that is what's that so that's like a cradle that goes next to the bed and you can even have a wall down Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like three walls and then like your bed. Wait, I heard that the 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 cribs with the low with the lowerable uh gates whatever, mm-hmm. they're outlawed in in America. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what it said in my book. Really? I didn't even know that cuz I haven't read yeah. about cribs. I've been reading about bed sharing. Oh, there's a chapter in my book about cribs. Yeah. Yeah. What book are you reading? The Expectant Father? Right. Yes. Yeah. And you like it? You recommend it for dads? Yes. That's good. I'm listening to the audiobook. Me too. I could never fly through all these books that I'm flying through if yeah. I wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, but so we, uh, so w- what is our decision for our baby? Um, I guess I would say not, no. So the options are bed sharing, room sharing. Room sharing. Or cradle, or, or uh, yeah, crib in their own room. Yeah. Definitely room sharing and then I like a bedside cradle, like maybe even one with a wall down so that it's like mm-hmm. their little bed is an extension of the bed. So all I have to do is reach over. Yeah. I had a therapist tell me a few years ago that like there's actually more research because you're reading that book about attachment parenting. Mm-hmm. And he and he said that like there's actually more research that people are more successful when they feel like they have a social network and when they have support. Mm-hmm. as opposed to like just being left alone to figure stuff out. Right, because babies don't have... They feel more have... comfortable to go out in the world when they have the social support net. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree Whereas with that. Whereas my family was like, figure it out. <laughs> Are you crippled? <laughs> no, you're, you're six years old. You don't know how to do this? Well, I don't know if that's true because they're very helpful now. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, because babies don't have the concept of object permanence. So when yeah. mom and dad go away, they're like, this is life forever. They get scared. They get scared and they don't. And then it's also so like babies. And you know, it does develop object permanence when the dad when the dad leaves the room and they're fine. Yeah. Well, then, yeah. Like when they start to be cool with that. Yeah. And they get it. Yeah. When the dad goes out for cigarettes and doesn't come back and they don't cry. <laughs> Stop that. Um, so what was I, I can't saying? believe oh, you yeah. made me watch that movie with that sad scene. Riding in cars with boys. Yeah. He was a heroin addict. Why didn't you give me a trigger warning? <laughs> he had to that go. Boy watch his dad roll away. <laughs> He's like, "Ah, take me with you." He grabs his toothbrush. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, "Leave me alone." He says, "Leave me alone." She's like, "If you just get out of the streets, I'll leave you alone." Uh-huh. I am your mother, which means you can't stay mad at me. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's really good. At the, the beginning, I was like, oh, is this just another bad movie that Deborah likes? <laughs> but you didn't once. like when Brittany Murphy's like, my daughter's a tramp. 
that what, what after she gets pregnant, it's better. But when in the beginning, it just mm-hmm. it's too much like a. I don't, anyway, well, yeah, it's a good movie, but um. Yeah, so babies communicate by crying, but so like if a baby wakes up in the night and they're I thought there was gonna be at least one more boy in her life though. She only there's yeah, only no. one boy. There's only the one. Yeah. Yeah. That's good casting though, because that guy is like a very likable actor. Mm-hmm. Steve Zahn. Mm-hmm. Saving Silverman. Yeah. You liked the whole cast, right? You liked the parents. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah. Babies communicate by crying, so, like, if the baby is attended to faster, then they'll cry less, mm-hmm. and they won't learn that, like, crying is their only way to get what they need. So, like, yeah. attachment parenting is about reading their cues so that they don't feel the need to, like, cry excessively or right. shut down because they feel ignored. There's a comic I know that has a joke where he's, like, he saw some lady put with a stroller, and the mm-hmm. kid was crying, and the kid was going, wah, and the lady was going, wah. <laughs> like imitating him. Oh no. And he was like, Do you think the kid's gonna be like, Oh my god, is that what I sound like? <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? Uh this guy Alex Fasella. Uh, I don't know him. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So um all right, I'm glad we agreed here. So we agree with Room sharing. We could do, but we could do bed sharing maybe one or two nights. But I don't want to roll the dice more than that. <laughs> I would wait till he's bigger. Yeah, I'm pretty can, good. Like... At ca- I think I'm pretty good at calculating risk. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So maybe like one night a month, we'll do a little bed. You want, you're like an actuary scientist. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm sure it's fine. It's just the idea of it seems like strange. Well, so. My Aunt Jessie bed shared with her kids, and my sister Jillian bed shared with her kids. Yeah. Everyone's and, alive. Mean, no knock on your family, but uh, I don't know. I don't know if those kids turned out with all the crayons in their box, if you know what I mean. <laughs> That's not true. Not. All all six of them are thriving. They're doing great. Um, except two of them's dog just dropped dead, which I think <laughs> is really dramatic for them. Yeah. Um, and on that note, uh, thanks for having this discussion. Hey, and with then me. also, if you guys know any tragedies that happened right into the show. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, so Mike's got a podcast. It's called the dad show. You can check that out on iTunes. He's also got a comedy podcast called the sit down. You can listen to that on iTunes or also on Patreon. Is there anything else you'd like to plug um i guess follow me on twitter and instagram at mike racine on twitter racine.mike on instagram mm-hmm. we lost control out of the mike racine one on instagram yeah, I don't know what it's just sausages from four years ago yeah, all right bye thanks for listening the unexpected podcast is recorded and produced by deborah brooks and is sponsored by the sit down with mike racine podcast slp's wine and cheese podcast and the dad show with mike racine podcast for more unexpected content head over to www.patreon.com slash deborah brooks ccc slp if you love the show i'd appreciate a five-star rating and review on itunes thanks again and i'll see you next week